Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf in this special edition with a conversation with Adam Ashton. Adam is the co-host of the podcast, What You Will Learn, which he co-hosts with another Adam, very confusing, Adam Jones. And this conversation was part of my bonus Patreon content earlier this year. Conversation was recorded in February 2022. And whilst I'm away, I'm sharing this conversation with you on the main podcast for you to enjoy we talk about books we get really nerdy about how we make notes and how we choose the books and generally just have a good old chat and nerd out about books so i hope you enjoy the conversation as much as i did there's lots of laughter in this one so grab a cup of matcha or a kombucha and sit back and enjoy this conversation with adam ashton adam hello how's it going i took a sip of water at the worst possible time that was such a podcast rookie thing to do (laughs) (laughs) i saw the countdown as well three two one and then yeah. Took a sip. And you just start, uh, so you up. I was like, bold. That's a bold move. That's, uh, that's rookie stuff. I should be. I should know mm-hmm. better than that. That's okay. Let's go. We'll forgive. We'll forgive. We're, it's like kind of you know. It's it's like podcasters' chill time. So it's fine. So. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it's middle of uh, summer. Been to the beach a bit, so that's been good. Doing a lot of reading as well. What about yourself? Yeah uh pretty good did you get some reading in while you're on your honeymoon recently yeah actually so we did a, a two oh, it was like 12 days and i think i did four full books plus maybe started three or four others as well so yeah it was a it was a good right. couple of weeks of reading yeah nice and still married as a result of that yeah we've survived survived <laughs> two weeks now so i think um well the lindy effect then we should be right for another two weeks at least yeah Excellent. Very good. So look, we've got a couple of questions. I actually put uh, the question out or told the members of the Patreon community who are listening to this that I was going to be talking to you. So a couple of them have submitted some questions as well. So we'll be talking about those. And then, yeah, we'll kind of get into it and see where we go in our long and winding conversation. Maybe not that long. Short and winding (laughs) conversation about books. So the first question, the first question I always like to ask people is what role did books play in your life growing up or who got you into reading? Or is you were more of an evangelistic late bloomer to the to the book club yeah I was pretty late on to it I remember I don't know if you, you probably wouldn't have we had like a the MS readathon I remember like in grade three or grade four where it was like how many books can you read and it was it was very much a numbers game I remember reading some very short very uh kid books below my level but I got the numbers up that was probably my first reading experience I guess but um <laughs> then probably more importantly more relevantly I guess it was probably around 20, 21 years of age where I started getting into what I, I guess, real books, uh, nonfiction books. <laughs> books. And that's kind of when when uh, the real reading sort of, actually probably, I'm probably giving myself too much credit. It was probably more 22, 23. Like I was, I was a bit later on to what I reckon. Mm. And was there something that triggered that particular moment of you going into the bookshop or whatever it is and picking up a, a grown-up book? Yeah, the real book. It was. Uh, I was heading to. I was in like my third or f- third year of uni. I had a year to go, and I just got an internship, a summer internship, like an eight-week program, which was the goal was, I guess, to get a get a job out of it at the end of that. And I thought, okay, well, I've got this eight weeks. What can I do? Maybe it's. I've been listening to all these podcasts, a lot of Tim Ferriss and similar types of podcasts, and all the all the big dogs seem to be reading books. All the CEOs and the billionaires and the entrepreneurs and everyone was like, "Yeah, I read this book and it changed my life." So I was like, "Okay, well, I should probably start reading books." Um, <laughs> and kind of just like went wild and grabbed like ten or fifteen books that I thought sounded interesting and and was kind of hooked from that point on. 
Nice. It sounds like for through your whole reading career from that from that year three or grade three competition, there's always been a bit of a numbers game then. It's always been <laughs> there's that element of competition or that element of seeing other people doing better or whatever and, and yeah. using books as a as that's a, a way point. of think that. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's a good you point. can have that existential one from yeah. <laughs> realization for me. <laughs> Now, the question, one of the questions I wanted to know was, so last year you read 78 books from what I stalked you on Goodreads. Do you finish every book or did you actually say start 90 books but end up finishing 78? How do you decide Mm. what's what's worth sticking with? I reckon uh, I probably would have started another at least 15 to 20 that that aren't as part of that 78 that didn't make the cut. And of those 78, I was probably a bit generous. There was probably three or four that I read like 60% of and claimed claimed it. But yeah, actually, now you've got me thinking on this competition thing. I actually thought this year, 2022, I'm going to try and consciously read less books because I said I think my goal for 2021 was 60 and I went to 78 mm. so I'm like okay now I want to I want to I want to bring it down this year I want to I want to reduce that and probably read some bigger uh, books not just going for the numbers not just trying to trying to uh you know tick off those extra books and try to read some bigger uh longer deeper more important books and anyway it was 10, 10 and a half months ago we'll see how I go by the end of the year <laughs> if I read less books than last year yeah, it's such a hard one to crack to break, though, isn't it? Because I had exactly the same the year last year for the about the year before. So the year before, I think I read I don't know fifty fifty ish books, something like that. And then last year, I set the goal for as forty or forty five books off the top of my head for that exact same reason. I was like, actually, I need to like stop just picking up books because I know I can finish them quickly and actually get into some <laughs> of the you know finally finish Sapiens or finally yeah. get into the the uh, Leonardo da Vinci book or one mm. of the other kind of chunky ones that I've got. And then yeah, the number kind of hook you in and suddenly I've read 52 yeah. books and hadn't touched any of those other ones <laughs> I remember even as a, as I was setting that goal I was like I want to do less maybe I can just do 52 I reckon I, like one a week but then I was like I know I can't stick to that I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make it an achievable goal I'll, I'll try and drop to 60 and then I can drop to 52 which is yeah, kind of the opposite yeah, yeah. of most people are like okay I'm gonna read 10 maybe I can try and read 15 oh no I'll play yeah. it safe I'll go for 12 I, I'm kind of going yeah, the opposite yeah. I'm trying to bring it down slowly yeah yes yeah, so it shows uh, shows what uh, what hooks us in in that psychology yeah. <laughs> of, of kind of competition, isn't it? There we go. So yeah. you said that you there's a few books that you st- you read maybe sixty percent of, and you've kind of like yeah, I've gone and got what I need, and I've claimed it. What do you what what do you look for in order to go right? I, I reckon I've got enough out of this book. Like, what is it that mm. makes you kind of give that little moment as you're part way through? And you think, nah, I'm done. I've got what I need. And do you yeah. read? Is it the first sixty percent, or do you read sixty percent of the whole thing? But you jump jump around. Like, how do you how do you navigate that? Well, I guess the main thing that determines what what books I read I guess is like the the podcast um with the other mm. Adam where we really kind of pick half the books each so I guess those 15 to 20 or so that I started and didn't finish um those ones are the ones where I was like yeah there's just like there's not enough in here for me to make a podcast episode out of or I'm not enjoying it mm. or like they were the ones that I'd picked and didn't live up to what I'd hoped for so they got the they got the chop halfway through and didn't make it onto the uh onto the red list does that mean that Adam has to stop reading those ones as well or does he sometimes nah, carry I, on? Uh, uh, no, so we generally, we kind of, we used to like in advance say, okay, let's read this one. Now it's more like, okay, at the end, once we've confirmed that it's a definite doer, that's when the other person reads it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so that ties into the three or four that I probably read, you know, 60% is probably generous again, probably 50%. <laughs> um, mm. Those ones are the ones that he picked 
that are definitely going on the podcast that I knew that I had to read, but it, it was more like, this is not my kind of book. Like this is an Adam Jones book, not an Adam Ashton book. And for those books, I had to read enough to be able to talk about it. And it was pretty much dictated by whichever bits he said, this bits are definitely going in the episode. So you make sure you read this. Um, yeah. Okay. Like most of the time. It's like, like the I, school, it's like the school report. Approach yeah. <laughs> to reading a book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Most of the time I'm, I'm happy to read at all. It's just like, if, if a book's just not for me, like I just want to get the bare minimum so that I can tick it off and mm. do the podcast episode. And then that's when it makes it to the Goodreads feed. And what what makes the difference? What's the difference between an Adam Jones book and an Adam Ashton book? A big part is like the topic and the content. Like I, I do have what varied interests. Like it's not no longer it's all about business or no longer all about self help stuff. As probably the first two or three years of reading was, um, I have mm-hmm. gone a lot broader. But he goes even broader than that. So like sometimes if it's like a super spiritual book that's just I can't connect with or sometimes if it's a super like sciencey futuristic type of book that I can't connect with or a super like maybe like a climate science books that we've kind of read three or four of them now and they're kind of to mm. me all, all are saying the same thing so I've kind of got the gist of those or super academic and super dry and boring that I sort of can't connect with anything that's anything that's too long that uh, <laughs> is generally the answer there yeah <laughs> yeah okay okay and did you used to stop reading books so sort of three well four five years ago six years ago maybe I think it's probably coming up to isn't it six years mm. ago when you started the podcast did you used to stop reading books then or were you very much no, more no like way. oh no I've got to read the whole thing to to actually be able to talk about it I was very much at every single word of every single chapter of every single page and uh, even if I got 30% of the way through and was hating it I just had to push through because I don't know, it was obviously a bit of sunk cost fallacy or something where I was like, I've, <laughs> I've committed, i just got to get it through so I can add that stat to my Goodreads, whereas now I'm much more happy to abandon it before I get to that point. And yeah. now I'm yeah, much, much, uh, much more willing to chop and change as I go and also much more willing to read multiple books at once as well. So uh, for, the, for the honeymoon, I think I took maybe eight, eight books with me and was kind of like I'd probably have three on the go at, at one time and then, yeah, chop and change between different books. Mm. Do you have to be quite careful on which ones you are reading at the same time? So maybe having three, like a you know a biography and then a science book and then a business book or something like that. Do you have? Does it need to be quite? Do they need to be quite different for you to read them at the same time? Yeah, at the moment, that's what I'm going with for sure. Like I had uh, a psychology book and then like a more general sort of time management, personal development book, and then yeah, like more of a story um, biography mm. type of book. They were kind of the three main ones that I had going at, at once. So I think, yeah, I, I don't think I could do three biography type books all at the same time and I couldn't do three Mm. just you know hardcore personal development books all at the same time it yeah definitely had to have a nice broad mix yeah nice so the the other thing I was going to ask actually about when you used when you started reading and certainly started reading for the podcast is do you reckon your ratings have got harsher as you've got more discerning and you've read more books and if you were to go back over some of the books you thought were eights nines out of tens you know four five six years ago do you think you'd be horrified at your uh your ratings a big yes, <laughs> a massive <laughs> yes. I think it's all to do with like the time of when you read it. Like the first mm. time you read something, like especially like even that the like the climate type of books. Like the first one I read, I was like, "Wow, this is incredible! I've never heard this before. This is awesome." And then it's like the well, second not one, awesome, you, but... yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not terrible, not but, awesome, yeah. <laughs> awesome in the, in the other kind of way. But then like the second one is like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty interesting." And then the third one, you're like, oh, yeah, I've kind of heard that before. The fourth one, it's like, mm. there's, there's nothing new here. So those books, I probably would have given like a nine, a seven, a five, and a three. But if I had read them mm. in the reverse order, it probably would have been the exact opposite. 
So yeah, yeah so yeah. now it's it's very much like that first two three years of reading, everything was like an eight plus, and now it's like it's very mm. getting an eight now is is tough. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting, and I certainly find the same as well. And I think particularly with sort of work leadership productivity those types of books I'm definitely finding the same and it's really hard isn't it because I also try and put myself in the mind of a reader who maybe hasn't read one of the Mm. other books or hasn't read as many books Mm. or whatever to try and be like okay what would I give this if I put myself in those shoes given that's kind of part of the point of the podcast is Mm. to do that but then also giving that caveat that actually if this is if this is something you've read a bit on or if you've read these other particular books if there's more similarities there you probably don't need this one or there's only really one different perspective in there which i've just told you about (laughs) yeah i think that's i think that's important too like even for us we probably got a bit too harsh and there's probably a bit of competition between the two of us as well um (laughs) as to what books are getting higher ratings and why but it is important like there's there are some books that like if if it's your 10th book that you read it's amazing if it's your 300th book that you've read uh Mm. it's probably not amazing and also other books where it's like if you're reading it in the first five books, it probably won't make a lot of sense. But if you have read 200 books, then it could be incredible. So, mm. yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very subjective. Yeah. And it's similar as well. I think when even when I'm still now, sort of three or so years into the podcast, even when I'm reading something I'm really hating, sometimes I will do a bit more of a skim and I'll be like, oh, okay, let's look at the chapters and let's mm. you know, dive, dig, dig in and out a little bit. I'm a little bit completer, so I like do like to finish the whole thing. But also with the ones that I'm hating, I'm also like, oh, well, I'm kind of doing this as a service. So if I read the whole thing... And then I can give like a full view of why it's terrible, like the 5am club, for example, (laughs) the best example of of a very, very bad book. At least I can then say, no, it's terrible and can stop other people reading it as well rather than. Yeah, um, well, that was a, um, that specific specific book was a Jonesy pick that he read all of and then we were going to do it. But um, then he said, no, I can't do it. So then we, so I haven't actually read it yet. I was going to read it as a Jonesy pick, but he said, no, yeah. we can't do this. I was <laughs> hoping that it. I was going to, yeah, it. okay. But, um, but he yeah. thought it just didn't, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know exactly why, but he, he liked it personally, but he was like, we can't do mm. this as an episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was hoping I was going to get an, a guest invite onto that particular yeah. episode to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it never, <laughs> made, the, it his, never made the cut. View. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, um, sounds like Jonesy's higher on the woo-woo scale than maybe you are. Yeah, I don't mind a little bit of woo-woo, but yeah, some, I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a um, we you and I share a mutual hatred of those parable fable type books. Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. So yeah, so that's uh, he, he seems to. There was a weird stretch of like within a month, he had like three different ones of that same style, mm. and yeah, he liked them all, and I just hated them all. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like this isn't working anymore yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly is is that when you took two months off off, (laughs) (laughs) Um, very good and are there any other genres so you kind of talked about you know some of the stuff that you like versus some of the stuff that adam or jonesy kind of picks as well are there any other genres that you personally haven't touched that you'd like to or you'd like to maybe find the time to read more of that particular type of book but you just can't quite fit into your numbers yeah, well, pretty much anything above five hundred pages. <laughs> so, so for this year, like the Da Vinci one as well, I, I just read last month, which I enjoyed. I think I preferred mm. the Steve Jobs one, and I I had no interest in biographies, like zero mm. interest. Um, and then mm. Jonesy Pick was the the Jobs one, and I really really liked it. Liked the writing style, liked the story. And then it's so, fantastic book, yeah. yeah, so now then I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty interested in Da Vinci as well, same author, so I'll mm. go for that. And I also enjoyed it. I think I probably connected less with that 
not that I can ever see myself being Steve Jobs, but I can kind of like, <laughs> I'm closer to Steve Jobs than Da Vinci, um, which yeah, is okay. like, I'm like a million miles away from both, but I'm like a million miles from Jobs and like three million miles from Da Vinci. So, but I still, <laughs> but I thought the book is great. Um, very interesting. I've got another one called The Ten Types of Humans that, that someone yeah. recommended. That's like a really big, thick, like sapiens style book, which I'm, I'm kind of keen on. And then, yeah, I've been getting into some tarot card reading recently, but that's a oh, whole, yes. that's a whole yes, different story. Oh, yes, yes, you did say about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, we'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> so maybe I'm um, not so non-woo-woo after all. Yeah, yeah right, or certainly not anymore, and not anymore. Hmm. The, so you said about the – and essentially, yeah, they, there's so much overlap, isn't there, between the Steve Jobs one and then the and then the mm. Leonardo da Vinci one as well in terms of, like, the polymath kind of approach of, like, bringing yeah. all these different things in together, you know, art and design and technology for Steve Jobs and then kind of everything for Leonardo yeah. da Vinci. <laughs> Literally everything, incredible. yeah. Yeah, I know. Amazing. The other thing, I know you are a big fan of Robert Greene's work as well. Those aren't small books or no. particularly light books either. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. That was also, that was one of my do not finishes yeah. or did not finish uh, two years ago, I think, was The Laws of Human yeah. Nature. Yeah, my number one get, book of all time. Yeah. I know, I can get into it. Sorry. <laughs> we can have to argue about that another time. So in terms of, and then fiction, do you touch fiction at all? Do you read fiction for pleasure at all? Like what's your relationship with fiction? My relationship with fiction was up until th- two years ago, zero relationship. Mm. Not even a love-hate, just a, a non-interest. Mm. And then everyone keeps talking about it. It seems like everyone, like everyone pops up around me, like you should read fiction, you, you should read fiction. So I was like, okay, I'll give, it a, I'll give it a try. So I reckon 2020, I probably maybe read three different fiction books 2021 mm. i probably read five or six maybe mm-hmm. yeah didn't d- never found anything that i was like yeah that's amazing i i'm glad i kind of read that so i'm still planning on reading a couple more i've got a couple more on the shelf and i've i'm actually enjoying a 1880s british satire fiction novel at the moment which i've surprisingly been uh, enjoying so i'm still like i'd say like every two to three months I'll, I'll give it a shot and try to find something but i feel like it's just harder to find something i connect with whereas like non-fiction i know what i like and i know what i'm going to get into and mm. i'll probably surprise myself every now and then with something different but yeah the no like it's, it seems like a safer bet yeah i want to try and get through some of the classics mm. in this or some of the sort of dickensy type stuff or some of the american classics as well but, I, feel like be good, yeah. I feel like it'd be good to know that kind of stuff yeah like yeah it's such a cultural reference isn't it, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly like, it's like you, you have to watch Seinfeld. Stuff like that. yeah it's, yeah. A, it's the equivalent <laughs> of that yeah <laughs> which i haven't i haven't i'm sorry i'm a, I'm a terrible fake fake australian because i haven't watched Seinfeld. um the yeah it's such interesting isn't it and i feel and i don't know if you found this as well with your kind of reader friends in the I feel that the last couple of years and a lot of people I talk to, people have turned to fiction a lot more over the last couple of years yeah. to escape. And actually they just mm. want to break from the the you having to use the brain that you know comes with more generally, more nonfiction reads and want that kind of escapism that that fiction can bring. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I think I my TV watching probably increased over mm. over the, the period my reading definitely increased but not my fiction reading yet what were you replacing what were you replacing that was then giving you more time to read well normally I guess I probably was when I first started working from home my reading was like plummeted because um, mm. I think my old habit was like every morning on the train into the city gave me a good like 40 45 minutes reading there'd normally be like I'd normally probably get into the city early and do like another 20, 25 minutes at a cafe before work, maybe do like a 10, mm. 30 
10, 15 minute coffee break and then on the train home as well. So I was like getting mm. a good hour and a half, two hours of reading, mostly because of public transport. So I was like, I had to yeah, like easily. then try to, a lot of that time probably got replaced by sleep um, at the mm. first <laughs> the first couple of months of lockdown, which wasn't the worst thing either. Before like the passive public transport time was an easy place to insert reading. I had to like find new mm. places to insert reading. Yep. And are you an audiobook person at all? I don't know if we've discussed uh, this before. Yeah, I get into I've got it I've got the old one a month audible subscription. Generally the I I, I would never do an audiobook pure audio only if it was something that I was going to do for the podcast because I just like mm. I physically need to take notes and read it with my Same. eyes and and draw on stuff if to make it stick. I'm sure I probably could read a when I say read like listen to a Read with your ears. Yeah, read with my ears uh, a book that wasn't going to go on the podcast, audio only, but I often use it to read and listen at the same time. Um, mm. Yeah, so normally like... Like literally example, read along. Yeah, yeah. For example, right. the Da Vinci book. Yeah, I got that. It was yeah. like a 25-hour audio book or something um, mm. and like a 400-page physical book and I was, yeah, had the Audible going at 3.5x and reading at the same time doing my normal reading and taking notes, but kind of like any like long books like that, anything that's too long, it kind of like keeps me going. Like it's otherwise yeah, I'll wow. get to the end of the page and kind of drift off and then have to reread it. But like the, yeah, yeah. the audio kind of keeps me going at that consistent pace to get through those. It's almost books. like your metronome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Happens a lot oh, with Jonesy amazing. books as well. So I can kind of tune out, yeah. but still be reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to like just uh, lots of like sick burns on Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy when he's not here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have your moment up when you're on your own with him, without him. The, that's really interesting because I've heard people who use audiobooks to jump between so then if they are going for a walk they can still carry on reading the book but then ah. when they get home or then before bed they'll then because on audible if you sync it with your kindle it can, it will then sync and pick up where you left off yeah so it will actually sync across between audible and your kindle yeah. so what they'll then do is then they'll you know when they get into bed in the evening they'll then pick up where they left after their walk on listening to it on audible but i've yeah. never heard of anyone actually the doing double. both literally yeah. at the same time yeah yeah that's like yeah uh, just yeah you then drinking you've curated a book and you're drinking one as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just can't get enough got to get them all in, in all types of mediums yeah um and do you how do you take notes like what's your note making process yeah, at the start, there was almost uh, no process. There's lots of like <laughs> sticky notes and lots of symbols or a couple of letters that I would think would make sense to me later that don't. <laughs> so a lot of the times I'll be like, oh, yeah, I wrote pen here. What does that mean? Mm. No idea. In, is that literally in, is that in the book or is it in, in a book, separate yeah, notebook? In the book. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so now it's more like, oh, circle or like square or, or something around. Always a pencil, never, never a pen or a highlighter, but I'll put mm. uh, like a box or or something around a key sentence or a key paragraph or like a squiggle down the side to say this is some good shit. If it gets like a star, it's even better. Sometimes it gets a question mark if I'm not sure. And then the best way I can do it to make my – the if I was doing the perfect system would be like I'm noting as I'm going, I'm reading the stuff, highlighting the specific sections, but I'm also then thinking in advance about what the podcast episode is going to be. Mm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. entire chapters will get the cut and then even like say the first page of that chapter – I'll have dot points like the, you know, the the rat study and then the story about John who went to the pub and then the theory mm. that we're going to talk about and then another story from my own life and then how to wrap mm -hmm. it up. So like the best possible yeah, okay. one, yeah, the best possible one is like I'm thinking in advance the structure of the stories 
the studies, the theories, how they're all going to work together. And then mm. within the chapters, it's got the specific stuff I want. That probably happens one out of eight, I reckon, <laughs> books. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just a random mess. So then when I come yeah. back to it and open up the the computer to try to take notes, I'm trying to like it's all a mm. it's all a shambles but yeah you end up rereading 25 percent yeah, of the book. yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly there, yeah exactly it's the hard one as well isn't it because you don't want it to completely disrupt the flow of reading because otherwise you're just like oh, God, yeah. I feel like I've not actually progressed through the book and you then you break it up and it's then almost feels like an unnatural way of reading the book but yeah. at the same time you kind of want to capture the stuff as you think about it as well it's a hard balance isn't it yeah and it's, it's very much dependent on like what types of books like some books there's you know, 12 chapters and they're all different. And it's like, okay, we're going to talk about these four and I can completely disregard the rest. Or some of mm. them, it's like a all the chapters are linked. So you've got to be a bit more strategic about which bits are in, which bits are out. Um, yeah, yeah. The Da Vinci one, I haven't tackled the actual note-taking portion. I was trying to think as I was going, like what are the different themes that I can group it? Like we could either go chronological and do it that mm. way or we can do it in themes like learning new skills as one theme or like trying to think finding like curiosity and, yeah, yeah, yeah finding yeah. mentors like trying to like put them into different themes and I was like so I had a section at the back of the book where I was like okay here's all the learning new skills page 73 page 312 like and then like so I was I don't know how I don't know how, what's how it's going to end up but that's like so mm. a, a different way of sometimes I'm thinking about it as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to that one when you when you get to it or get your get your notes in order for that one because that will be a yeah. an interesting one for yeah, that reason because it is so big that. and so broad as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I'm exactly. looking forward to it even if you're not. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, very good. Now you obviously wrote your own, or you and Jonesy wrote your own tome of a book as well, which is the the shit they never taught you. How did that change how you read books? And did, were you still reading at the same time as you were writing that, or did you have to just kind of stop getting the input just so you could focus on the output? Yeah, um, originally we stopped because we're like, okay, it's just gonna. We'll do this all in a month, and we got to the end of the month, and we're like, okay, now we've got a long way ahead of us after this month, and then and then it got to a point where like, because the the initial plan was to do a hundred books in one, and like the best bits mm. of the best hundred books. I think it ended up at about one hundred and fifteen in the physical book, and one hundred and forty-seven or forty-eight in the audio book version. All oh, right. And because we kept reading, we're like, oh, man, we can't not get this book in. We have to do mm. it. So then we, we had to draw a line and shut the door at one point because even now we've probably since finishing the book, we've probably read another 40 books each and we could easily put another 25 easily, of those yeah. into the book. But it's like mm. we, we had to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. And that, I guess, as well, that's hard, isn't it? That that recently bias will be kind of coming yeah, out. Like, oh, well, actually, this one, yeah, because yeah, this one's really good, but because you've only just read it, and yeah, exactly. Whereas if you read it, like you say earlier, like it's sort of twelve or six, eighteen months ago, maybe you would have <laughs> yeah, done. Exactly. So very good. So awesome. That's kind of covered everything I was going to ask, or and that other people suggested I should ask you as well. What are you most looking forward to in terms of what you want to read this year, or anything coming out that you are particularly excited about, or even just the you know the evolution of reading? or how people yeah. are reading at the moment what are you what are you thinking about i thought that i had read all of the time management productivity books that there possibly were <laughs> and i thought mm -hmm. that was i'd maxed it out and there was nothing new i could learn on that you know after mm. doing um getting things done eat that frog the one thing mm -hmm. all those types of books i was like okay i've got it all i understand it now yeah but i'm always impressed that every new time management productivity book there's something new in there that uh, mm. you haven't thought about. So I really enjoyed the and now. They're so habit. addictive. They're, they're oh, so addictive so, as well, aren't they? Those books. Yeah. So addictive. Yeah. Really enjoyed the now habit, and then also really enjoyed just finished four thousand weeks at your uh, so at your good. recommendation as well. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. I love that. And I also mm. want to pair it with the Sunny Nihilist uh, again on your oh, recommendation. Yes. But it, 
it hasn't grabbed me in the same way as 4,000 Weeks did. Um, yeah, it's probably a bit too, I would recommend not bringing those two too close together because there's a bit gotcha. of overlap. You do kind of yeah. want a bit of breathing space between them to be then be able to kind of probably see more of the differences. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I think that's a good that's good. I'm glad you gave me that. Um now I can now I'm about 80 pages in or 93 pages okay. in I think. So I'm glad that yeah. I can I'm halfway, but I'm glad I'm yeah, not going to yeah. fall victim to the sunk cost fallacy there and I can I can put yeah. that one away for a bit. Yeah, I think I think it's just constantly looking for for more stuff, like looking for like some areas to go deeper in, like say marketing again. We've read, mm. you know, there's 20, 15 or 20 really core cool marketing books, but then there's sort of more niche stuff to go deeper into mm. or then expand to, to new stuff as well. Yeah, I think I've got basically on my bookshelf, I've got four uh, shelves with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on each. So 28 different sections mm. of which books can go. I've got seven. Oh, they're categorized. Are they? I was I was just going to c- compliment you on not having your bookshelf color coordinated. Yeah, no, nah, because... it's it's tempting. It's tempting, but, <laughs> but nah. yours are in. So yours are in in theme, are they? Like a library? Mine are in. Mine are in. So the far the seven, and then half of the other one. So eleven of the sections are the mm-hmm. books that I've read, and then the yeah. other seventeen sections are the books that I haven't read yet. Oh um, wow! So that's okay, how I've, that's how I've got them grouped. And then like there's like yeah, okay. one shelf which is like okay, here's the next. 25 books that I want to read and that kind of keeps chopping and changing depending yeah, on okay. what's in and what's out. Got to pick the dustiest one when you, yeah. uh, when you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for there's there's probably some books that have been sitting on the not yet read for a good 6 years that I don't know if they're mm. ever going to get read, but yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't Very bring good. myself also- to chuck them. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? So I like those cute little book sort of depository Mm. things, like the little ones you get outside people's houses and stuff, like the kind of public libraries that are in those nice little painted houses that people have done. Quite like putting some in there because you get like, you feel a little bit bad, but you get like good feels. Yeah, for sure. Does anyone else use them? I always, I see them around and I think they're a great idea, but I've never actually, I've I've probably used one once or twice to, to dump stuff, but I've never, I've never seen anyone using them. I don't know, like a lot of uh, a lot of people I follow in the kind of like northern suburbs definitely oh, seem okay. to use them more because I've seen people kind of area. saying, oh, I picked this out. Yeah, yeah, picked one of these out and stuff like that. So, yeah. and then they, you know, show what they're putting in and what they're taking out and stuff. So, a new release I was looking forward to was The Power of Regret until I saw oh, yes, that you said that it's, uh, you weren't too enthused by it. So I was like, okay, maybe, no. I'm, maybe I'm not going to be too enthused by it either. The first 30% wasn't great. The yeah. rest of it was better. I really enjoyed reading the regrets that people shared. Like it's a real, like it really does make you think about your own life and stuff. Okay. So in that way it was good. But the actual, it's one of those books that definitely could have been a really good essay. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of around, which is a shame because I really like Daniel Pink's stuff. Well, I really liked Drive, which was like 130 pages. But then, mm. and Tessola's Human was, like, was solid. Oh, okay. When's good. Okay. I, I never even read yeah, when. Yeah, I when. kind of That was one of my feeling book. that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What What about no, you? What's twenty twenty two and stuff for you? 20. More different genres. So I want to, similar to you, like I feel like I've read all of the productivity books, most of the leadership books, like all of those mm. types of things. So I want to do want to you know, see what's new coming out in those. And I think what's really interesting is seeing how people are thinking about stuff differently. So some of the books that are coming out now that have been written in a kind of post-pandemic mm. world, I don't want to read. I, I've kind of almost no interest in the books that are like. People have done that, the quick kind of yeah. quick publish of, oh, how to get through a crisis. Yeah. I've just always got no interest in that. I'm just no. like, that. Nah, don't 
don't really care. But people who have it. actually We're spent good. the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully. So, um, so I'm more interested in the stuff that people have been thinking about during that period of time and how that's changed. I'm kind of interested in those. So things like 4,000 Weeks is a good yeah. example of that, like quite existential kind of stuff. I didn't do the thing today. Madeline Dawes' new book as well. Like really enjoyed that. Uh, Power of Regret to an extent. You know, like the idea, you know, execution didn't love, but um, some of those ones. And then the other stuff I'm want to go back and kind of read is some sort of physics books some history ah. books and stuff like that so actually get into some of the the other lessons from other domains like it's just you know the, the more and more books i read about innovation about creativity so much of it is about those connections and being mm. able to think in it with analogy and think with metaphor and stuff like that and i think that's where you get those is from those kind of first principles or from stuff that happened 500 years ago a thousand years ago etc so i think that's where i want to go more towards this year or certainly have a, a a bigger percentage of my books that are from very different mm. genres which so is then an interesting one to then sapiens? build into the podcast I've still only got like 40 percent through it so i, I reckon, really do need to get into that yeah i reckon i preferred 21 lessons for the 21st century than over sapiens. Oh, yeah, okay. so yeah. i like that again there's 21 so if you want to read six yeah. of them then you can and if you want to it's yeah. kind of more relevant like timely as well so yes and it's a bit shorter i think isn't it yeah yeah, which always helps for me. Anyway. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've also got Homodeus on my on my bookshelf right next yeah. to Sapiens. Just like I'm just sort of looking at every just something and I'm like, you. oh, I'm never getting to you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Always good to chat books and what you're reading. Uh, and you always enjoy following the podcast and what uh, and seeing the difference of how you and, and Jonesy always score books really quite differently. Mm. I find <laughs> quite entertaining as well. So if you haven't already listened to Adam's podcast, what you will learn, I recommend you check it out and i'll pop a link in the notes of these but otherwise until next time happy reading